how deep can I make that cut and get the space on there that a reader can find their own emotional center of gravity in this story. Hi, friends. I want to welcome you to Writing in the Dark, a series of cozy conversations about the craft of writing and the joys of living a creative life with me, Julia F. Green, and my friend Ralph Walker. Ralph is a novelist, screenwriter, architect, and community organizer of the 5AM Writers Club on Twitter. I write novels and essays and teach creative writing to the community in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and online. In this conversation, Ralph and I explore white space, what goes between all the words that we labor over on the page. So top off your beverage of choice, grab a comfy seat, and settle in for a great conversation. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Julia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Always excited to be talking to you and really excited for today's conversation. We have been thinking about both individually and together this idea of white space. And there's so many ideas floating around. Yes. So I wanted to invite folks into this conversation. So tell me a little bit about how you think about white space. Well, first off, Julia, it's great to see you. And it's it's a little ironic that we're talking about white space, you know, we're going to go to Jupiter where there's a lot of dark <laughs> space, but yeah. white space has absolutely been on my mind. You know, we always start off with the blank page and so much of writing is, at least for me, when I get started, there's that fear of the blank page and the way that many of us start to combat that fear is to just fill it up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna put as many words on the page as I can. I'm going to write 10,000 words today or 1,000 words today or 100 words today or whatever it's going to be. And the goal being to kind of fill up that space and to make your mark on that white space. And the more that I read and the more that I engage in other people's work, one of the things that I see again and again in works that really are exciting to me is that I think great writers understand not just the contemplation of the words on the page, but they they also contemplate the space between them. And I'm not just talking about like where you put a period or a comma or where you break a paragraph or you know go to another chapter, although all of those things are part of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really about where do you create space for the reader to put themselves in the work, right? Where do you create those moments where you ask a question that a reader contemplates in a manner where they say, well, what would I do in this situation? Or how do I feel about this moment? Mm -hmm. And you create that room for a reader to kind of empathize and actually pour themselves between the words that you've put down. Yeah. So for me, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the reader experience in my own work and where do the readers fit as I'm working through some of the harder topics and the, the things that maybe are the less comfortable ideas in my own writing. It's been a interesting contemplation to just think about that space between the words and how does a reader fill that up? I think bringing the reader into this conversation about white space is essential. And in some ways, the reader 
is this other completely invisible, right. but fully real participant in this process. Totally. I do a lot of revising and looking at the page going, what is the reader going to be thinking in this moment? What are they going to be feeling in this moment? Yeah. And as we think about white space, it's for me, a, a big question that guides my use of white spaces. Where does the reader need time to pause, to breathe? Where are they feeling some emotion that they might want some space around? Uh, we all know the feeling when we're, you know, binging a great TV show where the episode ends and we just want to rush right into the next mm -hmm. one and fill that white space. But one of the reasons we feel that is because whatever closed that episode had an amount of drama and emotion. We watch those credits roll and we're feeling it and thinking about it and what's going to happen next and how are these characters going to fare. And the white space, I think, is a vital element of that part of the experience where the writer can sort of confidently and lovingly say to the reader, like, I'm going to give you a minute. Yeah. Just take a second to process the feelings of what just happened. I love when you read a page where you have dialogue for perhaps you have two characters who are talking to each other in dialogue and, and the thing that is unsaid is the most important thing happening on the page. You see it all the time in great work where the characters are embodying everything possible except the thing that must happen, right? There's a secret that must be told or there is a, mm -hmm. there is something that they cannot reveal, at least not directly. And yet the writer, great writers will create an environment where the reader knows exactly or feels the tension of what is happening between them and creates that that tension. And that's all about the control of white space. That's all about the control of the pauses, the moments, the breaks between lines, the interruptions, the things that are very much controlled, um, not by the words, but by the lack of words. Hmm. It takes a long time to learn that, right? It takes a long time. Certainly for me, it took a very long time to go from the place of, I understand how to write dialogue that is direct and interesting to a place of, I understand how to write dialogue or scene description that is both revealing, but doesn't tell the reader everything and yet communicates the feeling, the tone, the secrecy, the all of those things. When does the reader need that moment to maybe guess at what the secret is or or contemplate, oh, well, you know, the killer might be in the next room or they might be up the stairs or they might be around the corner, but there's that fear, right, that you can create or that tension in all of those things. I appreciate that word tension. I think about tension when I'm writing and when I'm reading. Mm -hmm. Tension is that driving narrative force and it is the pauses and the white spaces and the breaks and the interruptions and the omissions that can build tension further. Another word that came to mind for me as you were talking was silence. I think one of the reasons that white space is a difficult concept for some writers is we move through our day-to-day -day lives fairly devoid of silence. We live in an age where there's all kinds of content and information notifications coming at us constantly. So we don't really have to be still or alone or quiet. And it requires great restraint on the part of the writer to create 
silence. It's so interesting you say that because I I don't think I ever thought about it in this manner, but I think that I think that's so much of why for me my writing habit is about the early morning writing. It is very much about building in time into my life as a creative as an artist where I don't have 500 things coming at me at the same time. I think this is part of why our centers of gravity have kind of drawn towards each other, because I think both of us have a need for contemplation and quiet and lack of movement and all those things and a deep respect for it. The world doesn't respect a lot of things in terms of the creative life. And I think that's part of why, you know, moving towards the idea of a retreat and trying to find space for ourselves and for other creative people that is both quiet and comfortable, but also intense in some ways, right? There's an intensity in mm-hmm. silence that is hard to explain until you can create that opportunity. I even love the word retreat because you're retreating. You're going away from the world. There's a certain amount of courage and intensity that involves sitting in silence or being away from or focusing intently on one thing versus a different kind of interaction with the world. And so I think that's one of the reasons that silence creates tension. And that's why if we've, you know, anyone who's ever watched or read something and you're waiting for a character to respond or jump in, there's a discomfort in our body. That's, that is the discomfort of facing tension and silence. And, And I think it's important for us to learn how to dance with that. I'm sure you've heard this little adage that the first draft is just us telling ourselves the story. And so we need to go through most of the movements of the story. And often in first drafts, I see writers, including myself, do things like move characters from one room to another or explain what a character did between bedtime and going to work the next day. Or I have a dear friend who we laugh about this still years on once showed her character um, putting on her pants first the left leg and then the right leg. And so we need to know (laughs) these choreographies for ourselves as we are writing a draft, but then we need to go back and do this kind of unnatural act of removal and creating that white space by taking out. And so So it's often a revelation in the classroom with students where I can take a page of theirs and say, what if we just lop these three paragraphs out? What if we just go from the boss saying, well, you're working late again tonight, and then we jump to the stoves boiling over at home, right? If we take out all the middle part, and it's a beautiful moment of revelation, both working with students, but also for myself. I love to fill a blank page. I'm not going to deny that. But boy, do I love deleting words. Mm -hmm. And you sit back and you go, oh, that's just so much better without all those words in there. And that space for me to think and the writer to think and for us to just kind of be in communion together for a moment. Yeah, I, I love all of that. I think one of the things that I've seen in my own writing history is both from a prose perspective and from a screenwriting perspective. Screenwriting, it's funny because so often... I'll do the thing of writing a filler scene of how did the character get from point A to point B? And it's like, okay, you see them drive all the way across wherever, right? Mm -hmm. And the simplest thing in the world is, you know, you end one scene with they get in the car and you open the next scene with they get out of the car and you don't need to show anything in between. Yeah. 
and can make that jump and that cut very kind of cleanly and easily. In prose, I think the thing that gets to be almost harder is that I think once you've told yourself the story, right, once as the writer, you have the story right in your head, so much of the work in my mind is how do you tell the most succinct version of the story to the reader in a way that gets to the emotional depth of what you were trying to create when you first wrote it. The places where I struggle or stumble on the page is how deep can I make that cut and get the space on there that a reader can find their own emotional center of gravity in the story mm-hmm. without losing the thread of the story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that tension is exactly the right word. That tension of needing to lead the reader by the hand of, I'm going to take you to a dark place mm-hmm. rather than saying, I'm going to point to where the dark place is and invite you in and see if you're going to find your way through that dark place the way that I did. Those are two very different, you know, approaches to writing. And I think that some of the real masters of the work are able to do that, are able to say, I'm going to open this door for you and it's going to take you someplace where you're going to be very angry or scared or frightened or whatever the emotional state is, but you're going to follow them into that and have that experience of your own emotional state being poured onto their pages Mm -hmm. because they've allowed for that white space rather than giving you too much. They've given you just enough that I need to keep going. I need to have that experience. Yeah. There's a lot of trust in that process. Oh, so much. We have to, of course, trust ourselves as writers and try to make these correct decisions and then trust our readers who then entrust us with their time and attention. When I think about silence, I think that there's a lot of trust underlying it. The discomfort that we can endure as readers and as humans in the world comes from trust. And when we establish a trusting relationship with a reader early on in a book saying, this is what the story is about, I'm going to show you these characters, I'm going to give you enough information so you can become invested in them, then we trust that author and go to those places with them, knowing that they're going to give us space to have the experience. I have a less affinity for a book that doesn't give me a little bit of room to kind of put pieces together and have my own emotional experience. If everything is signposted and handheld for me, I don't enjoy that reading experience as much because I just feel too much of a spectator and I do like to participate a little bit. Yes. And we're, we're kind of going down the hallway together. Yeah, I think participation is the right word. I think so much about the work that we do in the white space of the page is about being able to invite the reader to participate. Great pieces of fiction are very much about the participation of an audience, the participation of a reader. One of the hardest things in the world to do is to get somebody to cry or laugh from black ink on a white page. Mm -hmm. That's all we're working with, right? Yep. And to get somebody to that place of, I am going to have a physical reaction to the work that you've done in terms of letters and punctuation on a page, that's, that's powerful. 
but it requires the manipulation of the page as much as the manipulation of the ink. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a wondrous miracle that we can create stories that connect to and, and resonate emotionally with other people. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening and that you'll join us for our next conversation. We would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this chat, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at RW underscore Igloo and at Julia F. Green. There we talk about the writing life and also announce upcoming workshops and classes. This October, we're hosting a live writing retreat titled Journey to Jupiter. We'll be helping writers take their books to the next level. You can learn more about it at juliafgreen.com slash Jupiter. I hope you'll grab a virtual donut or muffin on your way out, and please take a moment to celebrate your own creative successes. Until next time, keep writing in the dark. We'll see you there.